is Thunderhead Pictures Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else that you get your podcasts at. Thank you for listening. Welcome to another episode of Thunderhead Pictures Podcast. Sorry about um, all the delays and stuff, but uh, back on. I'm going to see if we can finish reading The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Unabridged by L. Frank Baum. There's only a couple more left. I might just read the whole thing, maybe, if I have time. Chapter 17. How the balloon was launched. For three days, Dorothy heard nothing from Oz. These were sad days for the little girl, although her friends were all quite happy and contended. The scarecrow told them there were wonderful thoughts in his head, but he would not say what they were because he knew no one could understand them but himself. When the Tin Woodman walked about he felt his heart rattling around in his breast and he told Dorothy he had discovered it to be kinder and more tender heart than the one he had owned when he was made of flesh. The lion declared he was now afraid of nothing on earth and would barely face an army of men or a dozen of the fierce Cadillians. Thus, each of the little party was satisfied, except Dorothy, who longed more than ever to get back to uh, uh, to Kansas. On the fourth day, to her great joy, Oz sent for her, and when she entered the throne room, he said, um, pleasedly, sit down, my dear. I think I have found the way to get you out of this country. And all the way back to Kansas? She asked eagerly. Well, I'm not sure about Kansas, said Oz, for I haven't the vaguest notion which way it lies, but the first thing to do is to cross the desert, and then it should be easy to find your way home. However, can I cross the desert? She inquired. Well, I'll tell you what I think, said the little man. You see, when I came to this country, it was by balloon. You also came through the air being carried by a cyclone, so I believe the best way to get across the desert will be through the air. Now, it is quite beyond my powers to make a cyclone, but I've been thinking the matter over, and I believe I can make a balloon. How? asked Dorothy. A balloon? A balloon, said Oz, is made of silk, which is coated with glue to keep the gas in it. I have plenty of silk in the palace, so it will be no trouble to make the balloon. But in all this country, there is no gas to fill the balloon with to make it float. If it won't float, remarked Dorothy, it will be of no use to us. True, answered Oz. But there is another way to make it float, which is to fill it with hot air. Hot air isn't as good as gas. For 
if the air should get cold, the balloon would come down in the desert and we should be lost. We? exclaimed the girl. Are you going too? Yes, of course, replied Oz. I am tired of being such a humbug. If I should go out of this palace, my people would soon discover I am not a wizard, and then they would be vexed with me for having deceived them. So I have to stay shut up in these rooms all day, and it gets tiresome. I'd much rather go back to Kansas with you and be in a circus once again. I should be glad to have your company, said Dorothy. Thank you, he answered. Now, if you will help me sew the silk together, we will begin to work on our balloon. So Dorothy looked, uh, took the needle and thread, and as fast as Oz cut the strips of silk into proper shape, the girl sewed them neatly together. First, there was a strip of light green silk, then a strip of dark green, and then a strip of emerald green. For Oz had a fancy to, to make the balloon in different shades of color about them. It took three days to sew all the stripes together. But when it was finished, they had a big bag of green silk more than 20 feet long. Then Oz painted it on the inside with a coat of thin glue to make it airtight, after which he announced that the balloon was ready. But we must have a basket to ride in, he said. So he set the solder with the green, uh, the soldiers with the green whiskers for a big cloth basket, which he fastened with many ropes to the bottom of the balloon. When it was all ready, Oz sent word to his people that he was going to make a visit to a great brother wizard who lived in the clouds. The news spread rapidly throughout the city, and everyone gathered to see the wonderful sight. Oz ordered the balloon carried out in front of the palace, and the people gazed upon it with much curiosity. The tin woodman had chopped a big pile of wood. Now he made a fire of it, and Oz held the bottom of the balloon over the fire so that the hot air that arose from it would be caught in the silk bag. Gradually, the balloon swelled out and rose into the air until finally the basket just touched the ground. Then Oz got into the basket and said to all the people in the loud voice, I am now going away to make a visit. While I am gone, the scarecrow will rule over you. I command you to obey him as you would obey me. The balloon was by this time tugged hard at the ropes that held it to the ground, for the air within it was hot, and this made it so much lighter in weight than the air without that it pulled hard to rise into the sky. Come, Dorothy, cried the wizard. Hurry up, or the balloon will fly away. I can't fly Toto anywhere, replied Dorothy, who did not wish to leave her little dog behind. Toto had run into the crowd to bark at a kitten, and Dorothy at last found him. She picked him up and then ran toward the wizard's balloon. She was within a few steps of it, and Oz was holding on out his hands 
to help her into the basket when crack when the ropes and the balloon rose into the air without her. Come back, she screamed. I want to go too. I can't come back, my dear, called Oz from the basket. Goodbye. Goodbye, shouted everyone. And all eyes were turned upward to where the wizard was riding in the basket, rising every moment farther and farther into the sky. And that was the last any of them ever saw of the Oz and the wonderful wizard, though he may have reached among us safely and be there now for all we know. But the people remembered him lovelily and said to one another, Oz was always our friend. When he was here, he built for us this beautiful Emerald City, and now that he is gone, he has left the wise scarecrow to rule over us. Still, for many days, they grieved over the loss of the wonderful Wizard of Oz and would not be comforted. Chapter 18, Away to the South. Dorothy went bitterly at the passing of her hope to get home to Kansas again. But when she thought it over, she was glad she was not gone up in the balloon in a balloon, and she also felt sorry at losing Oz, and so did her companions. The Tin Woman came to her and said, Truly I should be ungrateful if I failed to mourn for the man who gave me my lovely heart. I should like to cry a little because Oz is gone. If you would kindly wipe away my tears so that I should not rust. With pleasure, she answered, and brought a towel at once. Then the tin woodman kept um, wept for several minutes, and then she watched, um, she watched the tear carefully and wiped them away when the towel with the towel, when he had finished, he thanked her kindly and oiled himself thoroughly with his jeweled oil can to guard against mishap. The Scarecrow was now the ruler of the Emerald City, and although he was not a wizard, the people were proud of him, for they said there is not another city in all of uh, all the world that is ruled by a stuffed man, and so far as they knew, they were quite right. The morning after the balloon had gone up with Oz, the four travelers met in the throne room and talked matters over. The scarecrow sat on the big throne, and the others stood respectfully before him. We are not so unlucky, said the new ruler, for this palace and the Emerald City belong to us, and we can do just as we please. When I remember that a short time ago I was up on a pole in a farmer's cornfield and that now I am the ruler of the this beautiful city, I am quite satisfied. I also said the Tin Woman, and well pleased with my new heart and really that was the only thing I wished in all the world. For my part, I am content in knowing I am as brave as my any beast that ever lived, if not braver, said the lion with a modest smile. If Dorothy would only be content to live in the Emerald City, continued the Scarecrow, we might all be happy together. But I don't want to live here, cried Dorothy. 
I want to go to Kansas and live with Aunt M and Uncle Henry. Well then, what can we be done? Inquired the woodman. The scarecrow decided to think, and he thought so hard that the pins and needles began to stick out of his brains. Finally, he said, "Why not call the winged monkeys and ask them to carry you over the desert?" I never thought of that," said Dorothy joyfully. "It's just the thing. I'll go at once for the golden cap." When she brought into the throne room, she spoke the magic words, and soon the band of winged monkeys flew in to the open window and stood beside her. This is the second time you have called us, said the Monkey King, bowing before the little girl. What do you wish? I want you to fly with me to Kansas, said Dorothy, but the Monkey King shook his head. That cannot be done, he said. We belong to this country alone and cannot leave it. There has never been a winged monkey in Kansas yet, and I suppose there would uh, there never will be, for they don't belong there. We should be glad to serve you in any way in our power, but we cannot cross the desert. Goodbye. And with the other bow, the monkey king spread his wings and flew away through the window, followed by all his band. Dorothy was almost ready to cry. I have wasted the charm of the golden cap to no purpose, she said, for the winged monkeys cannot help me. It is certainly too bad, said the tender-hearted woodman. The scarecrow was thinking again, and then, and his head bulged out so horribly that Dorothy feared it would burst. Let us call in the soldier with the green whiskers, he said, and ask his advice. So the soldier was summoned and entered the throne room timidly for a while. While Oz ruled, he never was allowed to come farther than the door. This little girl, said the scarecrow to the soldier, wishes to cross the desert. How can she do so? I cannot tell, answered the soldier, for nobody has ever crossed the desert unless it is Oz himself. Is there no one who can help me, asked Dorothy earnestly. Glinda might, he suggested. Who is Glinda? inquired the Scarecrow. The Witch of the South. She is the most powerful of all the witches and rules over the Quandlings. Besides, her castle stands on the edge of the desert, so she may know a way to cross it. Glinda is a good witch, isn't she? asked the child. The Quindlings think she is good, said the soldier, and she is kind to everyone. I have heard that Glinda... It's a beautiful woman who knows how to keep young in spite of the many years she has lived. How can I get to her castle, asked Dorothy. The road is straight to the south, he answered, but it is said to be full of dangers to travelers. There are wild beasts in the woods and a race of queer men who do not like strangers to cross their country. For this reason, none of the Cronlings ever come to the Emerald City. The soldier then left them, and the, the scarecrow said, It seems, in spite of dangers, that the best thing Dorothy can do is to travel the land of the south and ask Glinda to help her. For, of course, if Dorothy stays here, she would never get back to Kansas. You must have been thinking again, remarked the tin woodman. 
I have, said the scarecrow. I should go with Dorothy, declared the lion, for I am tired of your city and long for the woods and the country again. I am really a wild beast, you know. Besides, Dorothy will need someone to protect her. That is true, agreed the woodman. My axe may be the of service to her, so I also will go with her to the land of the south. When shall we start? asked the scarecrow. Are you going? they asked in surprise. Certainly. If it wasn't for Dorothy, I should never have had brains. She lifted me from the pole in the cornfield and brought me to the Emerald City, so my good luck is all due to her. And I should never leave her until she starts back to Kansas for good and all. Thank you, said Dorothy gratefully. You are all very kind to me, but I should like to start as soon as possible. We should go tomorrow morning, return the scarecrow. So now let's all get ready for it. Will be a long journey. That is the end of chapter 18. Chapter 19 will be on the next episode because it, it will take a while to finish it. So see you later and like, subscribe, all and do all that stuff on all the Android podcasts and Apple, Amazon, whatever, all wherever you get your podcasts. Bye bye.